0: Welcome to episode 77 of Your Queer Story, your first holiday season out. My name is Samantha Taylor, and I have to go do my hair now. Enjoy the show. Thank you, Samantha. That might have been the most put-together intro we've ever had. That's right. It's
1: the only put-together intro you'll ever get. Ever
0: in the entire... Queer story of listening to this podcast. <laughs> Can just throw that in there. Right. It's called branding.
1: <laughs> Look at you, branding on our podcast where people are already listening to yes, us. Yes, ex-
0: absolutely. Keep that right fresh in their mind.
1: Queer story. I always know your queer story. We haven't. We haven't said that lately. I mean, we say your, your queer story, but we don't talk about your queer story. Right. So um, yeah. Anyways, so this is Evan,
0: and uh, <laughs> this is of course Paul, and you're listening to the podcast that inspires peace. Love and radicalism, and I love to watch your eyes roll every time I say it. That's will, the reason I keep doing it. They
1: will always roll whenever you say it. <laughs> but whatever, I've given up. I've, I've given into it. Um, so uh, we are here, and it is the week before Thanksgiving, or actually, when this drops, it is the day before. The day before.
0: Wow, look at that. I know. That's cute.
1: That is cute. So some of you are tra- on your way traveling home today or tonight. Uh, are you getting ready to leave early tomorrow morning to go Good see family? Good luck at the airports
0: because that's, yeah, right? that's, that's a shit show.
1: Maybe if you're smart, you're already there. Or maybe you put us off and you're listening to us on your way back.
0: How dare you? That's rude.
1: But <laughs> hopefully you're not dreading it. And if you are dreading it, that's why we're here today. Um, but how was uh, how's your week been?
0: my week has been fun just celebrated david's 29th birthday wow um had a lot of fun had a great dinner um he's like he hates surprises so i bought presents for him and he obviously know i had presents for him mm-hmm. and i told him i had them in his drag room like <laughs> i i was like he's not gonna go in there you know he doesn't have a show so he's not gonna go yeah. in there he's definitely not gonna go in there to put away all the drag that's scattered around the house either yeah, yeah. but um So yeah, I hid the presents in there and I told him they were at the office. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, why would you leave my presents at the office? Somebody's going to steal them. And then I'm not going to have any presents. And I was like, don't worry, there's cameras. You don't have to worry about it. (laughs) And then I ordered two more things off Amazon. And, um... I hit, I, we share an Amazon account, so I actually like hid the order. I went Oh, in you and can I, do that? Yeah, you can archive it and everything. But oh. this motherfucker has the Amazon app on his phone. So as soon as they were oh, delivered, yeah. as soon as they were delivered, it's like, this just arrived at your house. He sends me a screenshot and I'm just like, I've never seen that before in my life. <laughs> I uh, don't know what I'm doing. I, I, don't, know, I don't know why that's at our no. house. I have nothing to do with that. So then, of course, he gets home. Where are my presents? Where are my presents? Where are my presents? So then I had mm-hmm. to give him his presents two days early. Wow. See, Samantha won't let me give
1: her anything early. I'm the opposite. I want to give her stuff early. And she's like, no. And it's so annoying to me. Because if I have like three, four, and actually usually it's like six or seven presents for mm-hmm. like her birthday, I'm like, just just have one early. And she's like, no. I'm the, I like, I when I give somebody, get somebody
0: a present, I'm like, I want to give this to them right now.
1: Exactly, right? And Samantha, oh. no. Makes me you break. know what
0: else I did? What? I was a jerk at the store. I was actually an asshole at the store. Not to somebody, but I walked into the store. Yeah and they didn't have any basket this is a a grocery store they didn't have any baskets up front and i didn't want a cart because i was just grabbing a couple things and i'm on the phone with my mom not thinking anything of it because i just run in you know i don't need help i know exactly where everything's at yeah and then i went and i was gonna grab a rotisserie chicken Uh so i pick it up with one hand and i pick it up Mm. the thing opens up the rotisserie Uh chicken and all the juice go flying chicken just slides across the floor (laughs) Uh-huh. The, the juice like almost covers this woman uh, and i was just like uh, hey mom i'm going to get off the phone right now <laughs> i look like a total asshole right now wow. <laughs> Did you buy the chicken? Hell no! I got no, a different. I grabbed fault. a. Di- that's yeah, their fault. Okay. Are you kidding me? Clearly yeah. they didn't seal it right. <laughs> no, I grabbed another one and I ran and I went to self checkout, so I didn't have to talk to anybody.
1: <laughs> nice, nice. You're the you're one of those customers. Actually, I don't mind when people like make a mess. I le- I prefer if they let me know, but I hate my. This is the rudest thing you can fucking do, and fuck you if you do this when people put pull ice cream out of the freezer um, and then hide it behind
0: something exactly and then they decide the they
1: don't want it ice cream like it's one thing if you picked up a bag of chips and you decided you didn't want it and you leave it in the store but you do an ice cream that or you milk know or for bacon sure. or, or anything eggs. like yeah. that like anything that's cold and you set it on the floor so now it can rot and so not only does it stink for everyone else not only do i have to pay for it but you're just an asshole like it's dripping half the time it's dripping over mm-hmm. other stuff you've now ruined other product like what the fuck Come on. Don't tell me. I don't care. If you're that lazy, you shouldn't be in a store. Okay? Hire a personal shopper.
0: Yeah, that's a real <laughs> asshole thing. The amount of times I've just found, I found like I, like a whole thing of ice cream just stuffed behind the chips or yeah. stuffed behind like anything. Yeah. You know, feminine products. Or- wherever
1: wherever they are, they're just like, let me take this frozen product and set it down and let mm-hmm. it ruin everything else. hmm Hate that shit. So how was your week? (laughs) (laughs) My week was good. I'm very busy. Um, I celebrated four years sober. Congratulations. Um, and then, you know, Friendsgiving's family coming over to our house for the first time tomorrow when this episode drops. For Thanksgiving, it's the first time that we're hosting it. So Yep, and we're having Friendsgiving tonight. Yes, we're having Friendsgiving, so that's gonna be nice. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to be really busy this week, but I don't mind it. It's like this, you know, it's this time of year where you're really busy, but, you know, it's still mm-hmm. fun. But It's yeah. a lot. Oh, and I'm doing this shameless plug. We went to go see the early access to the show Knives Out, and it was fantastic. It's got Daniel Craig, Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, Chris Evans like, I'm just nodding my head like I know who any like of you have people no, are he has no idea who these people are but I would, I would tell you if you love murder mysteries it was fantastic
0: was it based on something real or was it totally fiction
1: it was fiction yeah. I don't know if it's based on a book or not it might be based on a book but no it's it's fiction but it's very good Anyways, so that was it. I love a good murder mystery, but it's hard to get a good one, you know? Oh, yeah.
0: Some of them are so crappy, or some of them they just give it away, like, right at the beginning. Right, for, With, know. like, some foreshadowing, but, like, it's not even foreshadowing. It's literally just telling you who the killer is or, or whatever.
1: Or when you've already solved it, like, because it's so obvious, mm-hmm. and you're like, yep. I mean, if you listen to a lot of, if you do read, like, I love mysteries. If you read a lot of mysteries, true crime, whatever... And you just like know so it's always I can't the husband or that. wife always, always right? And I'm I can't stand when I can solve something in the first mm-hmm. like two minutes. I'm just like, oh, now I bought this and I've got to listen to it all the way through, and I know what happens. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Anyways, but that's it.
0: That's it. So, Very exciting times. Busy living our lives and um, doing doing stuff. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so today it's kind of like a. Um, it's a looser episode. It is scripted. I don't know if we're going to publish the script, though. I um, just scripted it just because I was writing and it keeps us on track. Mm-hmm. But we're talking about your first holiday season out. And honestly, it, it could be your first holiday season out or it could be your first holiday season that your family acknowledges that you're out. Right. <laughs> That's also a thing. <laughs> That's
0: unfortunately a thing. Yeah.
1: My, my first holiday season, my family completely ignored that I was out. And then it was like the next year. That should hit the fan. Mm-hmm. So you know, maybe the first time you're bringing a partner home or anything, Whoa. it's a big deal. Like it that is first year, is I re-
0: the first time David met my family, yeah, it was Thanksgiving time, mm-hmm. and we were staying at my family's house. <laughs> I like we flew to Indiana yeah like all right mom we're staying in this room and he's like (laughs) nervous like meeting your family for the first time and staying with them for a whole week exactly oh that's real (laughs) nerve-wracking especially for
1: David and especially because you guys have two very different coming out stories oh 100% so So I'm sure
0: for him it was probably I didn't even think about that probably pretty scary yeah
1: yeah, you you know, because you knew that your family like oh you know, yeah was gonna love him. My family was ready to throw a party, have a good yeah, time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so. But um so I'll jump in. So well Queershins, the holidays have arrived, and no doubt many of you are listening to this episode on your way to or from Thanksgiving or fall gathering. Eat some extra food for me. That's right. And this is just the beginning. The next month is sure to be filled with parties and get togethers of all kinds, from friends givings and work parties to local festivals and religious celebrations. The end of the year is packed full of fun and sometimes awkward gatherings. Mm-hmm. And what can make this time period even more chaotic and anxiety-inducing is one's orientation or identity being the year's topic of conversation, which is often the case the first holiday season after a person comes out. This can also be the case the first holiday one brings a new partner home or begins to show their true gender expression. So mm-hmm. that's a big thing because even if you've come out as trans, like the first holiday that you show up wearing in your gender expression and oh, identifying using sure your pronouns. Oh, I didn't even yeah.
0: think about how much harder that could potentially be then yeah
1: so it's i mean it's a lot that that first year even if you have the most accepting family is nerve-wracking oh absolutely
0: you know? but yeah um and i just remembered something about when i the my first holiday that i came out um we were all at my grandma's house for thanksgiving and my cousin was talking about something and he just goes oh that's so gay mm. and my my aunt actually goes you can't say that paul's right there <laughs> and i was just like i don't care <laughs> Everybody's like on eggshells and they're like,
1: what can I say? Like I said, because if it's a good family, like they're like, all right, well, what can we say? And what Mm -hmm. I remember my Samantha's aunt, like she called me. The wrong name, my my old name, and she she's like she says it. She goes, "Oh God, Evan, Evan, come on, uh, come on, Elaine, it's Evan." She's like saying that to herself, and like I was just sitting there, the table. And I'm like I'm like it's okay, <laughs> it's <laughs> fine. which was really sweet because she's you know trying to correct yeah. herself for me. But it's like a lot of moments like that where you mm-hmm. get misgendered, or you, or someone says something, or you know like you're sitting with your partner and they either they're too enthusiastic, like why don't you guys you guys can hold hands and kiss in front of us, we don't care, and you're like well, we're just we're just sitting here.
0: <laughs> We're not trying to make out at the dinna- exactly. dinner table, Suzanne. Exactly, you know? <laughs> so,
1: or you're, on the other end, you're like scared to death to touch your partner because
0: you don't know if going to And you have to sleep in different rooms. Separate rooms, rooms yes. Then,
1: yeah. Yes, you have to sleep in
0: separate rooms. This is always fun. So as always, <laughs> we are here to help you. So today we will discuss some of the various encounters you may have and tips on how to navigate them. And we'll start with perhaps the easiest, which is... A work party. Mm. Fuck that. The work parties. <laughs> Love them.
1: Oh, God. So first, no matter what anyone says, if you're not getting paid, you don't have to be there. That's so
0: facts or facts.
1: That, that is facts. So your boss saying if you're not there, you're going to be fired legally. They can't do that. Um, I don't think they would. But I understand the pressure. I'm not saying I don't understand the pressure of a, a boss threatening you. But... Again, legally, if they're not paying you and you're not on the clock, the boss can't make you work off the clock. Mm-hmm. Now, if they want to pay you for the work party, maybe that'll maybe that'll would make it a little better. Hell, yeah. Right? Um, now we're not encouraging anyone to miss their holiday work function. Actually, work parties are one of the best ways to build relations with coworkers and help you succeed in the future. Connections in business are never a bad thing. So you don't want to miss out on creating or reinforcing them if it's not necessary. Plus, even though it's a party, there is still a level of professionalism expected, which means the chances of harassment are worse, is usually minimal in these environments.
0: Now, I will say that with work parties, I have <clears throat> a problem because anybody who knows me knows that after I've had a couple drinks, mm-hmm. I am just silly. Yep. I mean, I'm already silly. So like, imagine all inhibitions gone and I'm just silly, laughing, telling jokes, being as goofy as I can be. I I had two beers at the last year. We had a Christmas party and I had Mm -hmm. our holiday party and I had two beers and um, I was like, I have to leave right now (laughs) because I like, you could feel it coming. Yeah. And then on the way out, like my female coworker who's not with the company more, I like hugged her on the way out. I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, bye. It was so nice. I mean, she didn't mind, but in my mind, I'm like, like the the CEO of the company's right there. Like, gotta, gotta keep it, keep it calm, Paul. Yeah. Just can't do it.
1: I've actually never been to a, a holiday party while I was drinking. Either I That's good for you. I know. That's what you I was would thinking. Not I have was a job. so <laughs> grateful because I was like either I ditched the, the party together or we didn't have one. Because like every year there's always someone that gets a little too drunk and it's fine. You wouldn't but have been I'm, a
0: little too drunk. I know
1: though. I wouldn't have I <laughs> would if it's tripping on the pool table or something. So <laughs> I am always really grateful <laughs> that I never was drinking. But yeah, that's something you know. But, the, but there is but for the most part people are very aware if you're not an alcoholic like me people are aware they they keep their drinks down to minimum you're not this is again despite all the the uh, movies out there of holiday parties that get crazy.
0: They don't really get they that They don't.
1: Crazy. It's boring, it's mundane. You go there, you laugh if you have good coworkers, maybe you have a good time, but it's no one's no one's getting weird or inappropriate. Right. And that helps though. That helps if you're like already nervous about yeah, being it's, out.
0: it's nice. Well, I can't say it's nice for everybody because different companies are going to have different cultures. You mm-hmm. know, if you're having like a warehouse party, it's probably going to yeah, be you know, be a lot so it really yeah. depends on who you're with, but it is I would say in general an easier party to celebrate yeah than, than you yeah than Medio. family and that death yes <laughs> so however there's no guarantees and you know your workplace best so if you truly feel that the party would be too overwhelming or possibly hazardous then speak with your boss if your boss is an understanding person then most likely they most likely won't fight you and hopefully this will raise their concerns over why you wouldn't feel safe in your own work environment. Perhaps the two of you could even try to find some ways to make the company a more accepting workplace. But if your boss is not understanding, then make up an excuse. Some ideas are a family, ga- a family gathering, grandmother's last Christmas. Always Exciting. solid. <laughs> Re- always solid. I had an employee whose grandmother was on her last Christmas like five years in a row. Right, every year. <laughs> Religious observance or the classic sick excuse. Um, best sick excuse, by the way, is diarrhea like you, you really can you like, really can't fight that yeah. like if somebody's like listen I haven't left the toilet they're like don't come near me and if your boss is one of your main tormentors then it's probably best not to come back at all find a new job feel yes. free to reach out to us and we can try to put you in contact with a local organization that finds jobs for queer people
1: yeah i mean like honestly if you're having that much anxiety about your your work party then there's something going on. Like, there's someone, it could be your boss, or someone else you're working with, and you shouldn't be you shouldn't be in that position. No, like you, should you should feel
0: totally comfortable at work.
1: Exa- well, I don't know, totally, but you should at least feel comfortable enough to go to your work party,
0: you know? I think you should always feel comfortable, comfortable at work.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, I guess, yeah, maybe we're just thinking of comfort in different ways, but you definitely shouldn't feel like you're harassed or walking on eggshells. Right, you know? I
0: think you should always feel like you can be yourself. Obviously yeah. professional and respectful, but like, yeah. You shouldn't ever feel like I don't know if I can act how I act. Yeah, yeah. If, if, that, I, makes if they sense.
1: find out, like, if they find out this, what if I want to wear these clothes? Right. You, you should never feel that. Yeah. So yeah, like we said. I mean, honestly, I know it's hard, and it's, and it's a lot easier to say get a new job than it is to actually get a new job. But mm-hmm. you know, feel free to reach out. We can see if we can help you. There are a lot of organizations that help queer people find jobs, and you want to make sure you're in a place. Where like like Paul said, you can be your true self. You're not going to be giving your best work if you're constantly afraid. Right, because then you have to constantly gonna
0: rethink what you're going to do. How well? Yeah. How am I going to complete that project? If, because if I do it this way, mm-hmm. then they're going to know. Or yeah. If I do it this way, you know. Exactly.
1: But if you're excited about the party and just nervous about what people will think, then let's move on. First, grab that work friend. Whether you have formally come out or the word has spread, or you simply intend to show up as you are, it is best to have a friend or two by your side. Hopefully, there's a close work friend you can rely on to have your back. Confide in them about your hesitation so they can be aware if you're uncomfortable or distant. This is really big. Like, let them know, you know. Everybody's got a good work friend you could talk to and say, I'm just nervous because I, I you know, I know Joe and I think he's going to say something if I bring my boyfriend. Or, you know, mm-hmm. is, what, is Susan going to make fun of the dress that I wear? Like, something like that. Make a mental note of who to avoid. We usually do this subconsciously, but it's always helpful to know who could be a problem. Mm-hmm. Again... Confide this fear in your friends so they can help you avoid a bad situation. You don't have to do this alone, you know?
0: Oh, absolutely. Find somebody. There's always going to be somebody who will be by your side.
1: Sympathetic. And yeah, and and just be like, and just say, hey, because a lot of times, you know, uh straight cisgender people don't think of these things you know and they just need they want to be there and they want to be supportive but they just need you to remind them yeah. that oh here's what i'm worried about and, and here's what someone said and they don't know everything you know someone might say something to you in com- um in passing that other people didn't hear and you know that they were being derogatory towards mm-hmm. you right so you you let your friend know so your friend can have your back
0: right don't be ashamed even if you're nervous as hell walk in there with your head high like nothing is different I can tell you that as long as you exude confidence, it does not matter what you do. Mm -hmm. does not matter anything. Like if you exude confidence, people will buy it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's how I made my whole life. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I have a
1: friend. um, She was a firefighter for 20 years before she started her transition and she was still a firefighter. During her mm-hmm. um, first couple years of transition, and her advice is always walk in like you own own the joint.
0: Absolutely, mm-hmm. hold your head high, exude confidence, and nothing else matters because everybody will buy it. So All right, cool. Yeah, that's how it's gonna happen. Yeah. Um, own those heel or that press. Own those heels or that press suit, and pretend you don't see a single stare. Introduce your partner like everyone else is doing. You're not in the wrong, and there's nothing to feel ashamed about. You owe no one an explanation. This is true for any and every event, but especially work. If none of your coworkers, it's none of your coworkers business what you wear, who you love or how you identify. You can be as open or as closed as you like. But if you fear questions that are too personal, then be prepared on how to avoid them. Sug- suggestions are to keep the conversation short, stick to a few relevant and easy topics like sports, no, <laughs> art, TV, the weather, and keep moving. <laughs> if you aren't comfortable at the party, then don't linger in one area where people may get too comfortable with your presence.
1: Yeah, and I just mean if you stand around a place with the people that you're worried about, you know, and they're drinking over time, some yes. people could ask you questions and things that you don't want to be. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Because they, you know, when they're sober, they might make a mental note like, oh, Mm -hmm. I probably shouldn't say that. But after a few drinks, they're not going to give a fuck.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And you're standing there with that group and you've latched on and now this stuff happens. Watch your alcohol. (laughs) You may be tempted to drink to soothe your nerves and a drink or two will help, but don't get wasted. Not only is this unprofessional, but this leaves you open to perhaps answering questions you won't, you wouldn't normally Mm -hmm. answer. (laughs) Now, maybe you won't mind in the moment, but will you mind the next day?
0: I guess I shouldn't have told Susan how many cocks I've sucked. (laughs) And this isn't
1: to say you should be rigid and boring or constantly afraid of being a fool. Everyone has had at least one work party where they had an embarrassing moment or two. (laughs) But we simply mean you want to be mindful of your image in the office or on the job after the evening is over. And that brings us to our next point. Be careful about your date.
0: <laughs> if this is your first holiday out, then don't grab the first person you can in order to make a point. Please. Mm. Remember that right. you will still have to work at this place and a sloppy date isn't good for anybody. Ever. <laughs> no. Whether you're queer or straight, this is practical advice that will save a person from having to smooth things over with their boss or coworkers right. later Right, people on. do this all the time because they're like, oh, I don't want to show up to the yeah. holiday party alone. There has been, so... One of David's cousins has had like a different person with them every year, <laughs> which is fine. You know, if you're yeah, dating, yeah, you're but dating like well. maybe if you've been together three weeks, maybe they yeah. come to Christmas. I mean, I don't care, but yeah. like, I'm just thinking like, I don't it, know.
1: No, it, I, I get, I know. Trust me. I know because first of all, I've been the person that just brought whatever random girl I was with and it was a mess. But also,
0: all, <laughs> on top of that, they always do the Secret Santa because they're like, I want to get in with the family. Uh, and then they don't know anybody in the family and they always get it's me. awkward. And then I'm like, they're like, here's an Express <laughs> gift card for $20. And I'm like, great. Great. Because I always shop oh, at Express and $20 Jesus. is going to buy me a single sock at Express. That's <laughs> awful. My yeah. I, Deanna, that I, I know you're those,
1: listening. But. I love my sister Deanna. I give her such shit for this because she was dating this guy one year, which... She's dated most of the guys she dated are good guys or fine but the one year she was dating this guy and they hadn't been dating that long I mean I don't know maybe a few months at most mm-hmm. and they came she brought him to Thanksgiving and it was that was a sloppy date. <laughs> was, was he like drunk sloppy, on the table? No he wasn't. Oh, he didn't drunk, drink. No he didn't drink. No he was just very handsy and he was like he was just weird and <laughs> She, it was but it was like that thing. Like she didn't want to show up to Thanksgiving alone. Yeah. And she you know, she's trying to like give the middle finger to my family, which I applaud her for that, but she showed up with that. And I'm and I'm not judging because like I said, I've done it. <laughs> I brought and whatever I've seen person. Some of the people You've seen in your past. <laughs> yes, you have. Like whatever crazy. Not that my past
0: was any better, but
1: Yeah, but the point... But especially (laughs) for work. And, you know, it's okay if you do... uh, Honestly, if you do that with family, then what? Like, you know, they tease you about it and whatever. Yeah, they tease you, you you learn, you move on. Fine. But you do that at work, now you have a problem. Right. You know? And that's that's an image. Like, you know, and it's like I said, especially if it's your first year out, Mm -hmm. and, like, you brought... Randy, the messy queen, and now, you know, he's dancing all over the floor, stripping half Throwing through, up. exact Throwing up, you know, hitting on your boss. Maybe that's not the best idea. Right.
0: Yeah. So. Don't leave your partner at home if you don't have to, please. That would be horrible. <laughs> if you have come out, then give your partner the respect of being held to the same level as every other partner and spouse at that party. And in addition, give your coworkers the benefit of the doubt. Trust them to show you they can accept your partner the same way they accepted you. It may be hard the first few moments. Someone is bound to ask a stupid question like, who's the girl? (laughs) Or who's the guy? But you, but you. Is this your brother? Yeah, oh my God. Oh my God, is that your roommate? But you may be incredibly surprised at how positively your boss and coworkers react.
1: Yeah, I know a lot of people like they'll, you know, they'll be married for years and they, they don't come out at work. And then one day they do. And they're like, um, this is my husband of 15 years, mm. you know, and your partner's been with you. You don't need to be shamed of them. Right. Bring them, like show them off just like everybody mm-hmm. else is showing like whatever. Cheryl's showing off her boyfriend of two months. I think you can right. show off your partner of 15
0: years. Seriously. <laughs>
1: Now let's move on to another awkward setting for many queer people, religious ceremonies. Of course, there are many queer people of faith, but the holidays often require us to attend sanctuaries from our childhood or ones for which we are not familiar. It can be especially hard and even triggering to return to a place of faith that once held negative memories. And yeah, and if you're returning for the first time since coming out, the anxiety intensifies. As we will state in every instance, you don't have to go. If you're not ready to return, then tell your family member or friend who invited you. In some cases, they won't care or understand. For some families, going to church is a so-called requirement during the holiday season. And this puts many queer people in a tough position.
0: Yeah, so I have never had any experience with religious ceremonies except for one time when David's nephew got baptized. He David was like in the baptism baptism or something right that's what it's no. called he and was like oh he was like he, part I, of this I don't salary. know i don't know hmm. i don't know if he was part of, i don't we were there <laughs> and i was really scared walking in the church i was like i've never walked in a church before what's gonna happen i was uh, like am i gonna get like abducted is the place gonna burn down i didn't know what to expect it's pretty boring yeah it was it was a beautiful place but yeah so
1: yeah well i've i've had many instances of going back um my first well my first couple holidays out it wasn't a big deal because um like it was the you church, were in europe that's right i was in europe so my family was fine ignoring and hiding me but the <laughs> first time that i went back with samantha like i went and we didn't even go to my church in my youth but um we went to my parents church that they were currently attending and uh, it was really annoying. D- d- I mean, the service wasn't even that bad. It was just my mom going around and being like, and this is my child, and this is uh, their friend Samantha. And I'm just saying that because obviously she wasn't using the right pronouns. Mm-hmm. You know, and like someone's introducing Samantha as my friend now. Literally, I, I want to Punch them in the face. Oh
0: yeah! Like I, oh yeah! It's so. Oh yeah! It's
1: so insulting. It and, is. and people act like it's a good compromise. How the fuck is that a good compromise? I That's am a married compromise. to this woman. We have built a life together. We fuck off with this. Is
0: my friend. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. Um as me? Yes. Our strongest our strongest suggestion is to be safe. And sadly, sometimes this means going back into the closet, which is always more devastating than any outsider realizes. I hate
1: say it saying that. I just mean like if you are going home for the holidays and you're going to, there are churches like we there are stories of churches where people have taken queer people outside and beat them mm-hmm. in America in the last few years. Killed them. This is, not, this is not something that happened 50 years ago. This is something that you can find news stories within the last few years of churches dragging people out and beating them. So, which you probably shouldn't be going home at all if that's the situation, but in many cases, the queer person thought they were safe and right. that's always, yeah. you think you're safe, you think you're okay, and then all of a sudden you get ambushed. So that is that is the only time mm-hmm. where I would say, yeah, get the fuck back if in If you closet. feel like
0: your life is in danger or you're like, are gonna get hurt, you gotta be safe.
1: You gotta be safe.
0: So if you're an ally listening, then please do not ask this of your loved one. It is mentally and emotionally emotionally excruciating. But if you are a transgender or non-binary person being forced to hide your identity, or if you are a gay person who can't bring their partner into church with them, or if you are bisexual or pansexual and your orientation is repeatedly ignored and invalidated, just know we care and we know you are hurting. These closet doors aren't permanent and they don't hide you the way they used to. If you're going
1: to worship as you are, hopefully it's a friendly environment. So my suggestions, (laughs) take what you can from the ceremony. Perhaps you don't believe in the teachings anymore, but rituals and experiences can be nostalgic, especially at this time of year. You don't have to feel that you're losing yourself again simply because you found a new way to reappreciate the past. Or you can find an excuse to slip out. Have something ready. Tell your friend, parents or friends you're expecting a phone call or you don't feel well. Ask to sit near the back. And if the service becomes too much, then quickly duck out. Maybe even have an Uber or, Lip, or a lift prepared if possible. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a big thing. When you walk in, try to sit near the back. Now, you again, you know the situation and you know how comfortable you are. This is just if you're nervous about it. These are some tips. You don't want to get stuck sitting in the front of this church. That's a
0: lot harder to get out of. Uh, yeah, because then everybody's <laughs> going to watch you leave. Exactly. Bring candy. Yes, this tried and true method matters. Sugar increases our dopamine levels and gives a little boost to our happiness. If you can't have sugar, then have some other small reward system for yourself. Drawing or coloring is also medi- meditative and sometime, and something you can focus on instead of the message or reading. So make sure you have a pen and paper on you when you go in. But most importantly, if you can, then stand firm. We don't want to trivialize religious trauma with distractions and candy. These are simply small ways to make the best of a bad situation. But ultimately, we promise you will find the most reward in being true to yourself. And wearing the clothes in which you are most comfortable, and going by the pronouns and name that is yours, don't give in to the momentary response of of, of denying your identity. Be prepared for people to try to set up set you up on a date or ignore your partner or throw a barb your way and have a polite and prepared answer and response. Not because they deserve the respect, but because you deserve the respect. And one last thing, don't expect the worst. Balance being, a, balance being prepared with negative expectations. You'll have a better time overall yeah if you go into a situation expecting the worst Mm -hmm. your everything that happens is automatically going to be negative even if it's positive somebody will say hi to you and be like wow knew it knew (laughs) this is what it was gonna be like when i came here wow what a bitch and i know that because i've done that so many times Mm -hmm. but i'm like i really don't want to fucking go out tonight i'm not gonna have a good time and then i go out and like it just doesn't matter what happens something's gonna annoy me just because i like i had prepared myself for that Mm
1: Well, that's what our anxiety does. It it wrenches it up so that we feel like we have to, we're constantly like everything's going to be bad. Mm -hmm. And it might be, I might, like, you got to be on your guard. That's what happens when you constantly live on guard. You go in expecting the worst. You're ready to fight. Yeah, but if you give yourself a chance, you might find something. I mean, if you're going to be there anyways, that's my whole point. If you don't have to go, then don't fucking go. But if you feel like you have to go or you should go, then do the best you can to make it the best experience possible. But I really stand with, like, when, you know, the first few times that I went and I, when I say a few times, I mean, I think we've been to my mother's church, maybe three times. And the first time she when she introduced Samantha as my friend, I just grinned and bared. And the next time I went, I would correct her. And then you know what? She stopped introducing oh, me yeah, because as my then it's just friend. like, because exactly. then you're like, oh, excuse me,
0: you mean my wife?
1: Uh, exactly. We were engaged at the time. I said, I'm sorry. This is my fiance Samantha. Like my, she did that maybe twice. Yeah, and then, and it then was done.
0: The, there's more trauma in like being corrected and making exactly. a scene rather than just being like, like, if you want to
1: embarrass, we can play the embarrassment game. Right. So, and then the then the third time they uh, they didn't ask me to go to church. So <laughs> that's what it was. So um, so it's okay, like. That's what happens, you know. When you stand firm, then you end up getting out of those things because it's it it really is. You have to push back. Mm -hmm. I know that's hard and it's not easy, and we're not always in the right space to do it. But you have like at some point we have to push back and stand up.
0: And it's also hard for people who aren't okay with confrontation, like Evan and I. We'll go. <laughs> exactly. If somebody wants to confront us, we will fight. I mean, I know you You do, right? You just, you, well, you get angry, oh, and then oh, okay. you're ready to go. <laughs> yeah. Me, like if somebody's confrontational, I will just go like from zero to 100, take it to like the <laughs> next level it doesn't even need to go to. Yeah. And I know that's a problem. Yeah. But it comes from living on guard for so long.
1: But I will say that I, I took me a while to learn. Like when I first came out, I was. I was ridiculously apologetic and just like, I mean, I was just like
0: cowering. I used to be really me, but I think working yeah. in retail just changed that <laughs> real quick. <laughs> I think I just, as I
1: gained my confidence, and then I got too aggressive where I was just being mean mm-hmm. and I was doing that thing where I was like, every little thing someone said to me, I was taking it the wrong way and I was attacking them. And now i found a balance where mm-hmm. I'm like, Look, I know where my boundaries are, and that's a big thing. Do you know what your ba- boundaries yes. are? If you, you don't know what your boundaries out. are, you don't have anything to stand on. Right. You know, my boundaries are you call me by the right name, you call me by the right pronouns, and you respect my wife. That's mm-hmm. my it's very simple. Right. Other things, I can we can I can work with those. I can go with the flow, but you call me the wrong name, pronoun, you you disrespect my wife, and then we're then we're going to talk. Right. You know. So the final group is friends and family. And this is of course the hardest and best part of the holidays. If you came out earlier this year, no doubt most of those close to you know. But there always seems to be a distant friend or, or a random aunt that has somehow missed the memo. And as we said before, coming out is a lifelong process. Oh my god. <laughs> if this is your first holiday truly out, then you may not be prepared for how many times you're going to have to come out again. Our best suggestion is to have a short and to-the-point speech to give anyone who asks. <laughs> yes, I'm gay. Something that doesn't hide who you are but doesn't open you up to questions. It also helps to quickly redirect the conversation. None of this needs to be elaborate or educational. Something as simple as, yes, I'm a lesbian, this is my girlfriend Denise, are you going to play the first game of, are we going to play the game of Family Uno? Or I really messed up. <laughs> uh, or actually, my name is Joseph now, and I go by he/him pronouns. I started transitioning this past year, and I'm so happy. Is there any more pie left?
0: Yeah, so, really. If you just kind of like give them a lot, yeah. and then bring in a question, yeah, it kind of like they have to process that, but then they also have to answer your other questions. So it <laughs> really it, smooths. It breaks it off.
1: I am always surprised at how easily you can redirect people. Mm-hmm. Like I, you know, you think that they're not gonna, buy, they're not gonna take this bait, but they always do. Oh yeah, because
0: like, well, the thing is, they say, oh yeah, it's over there. They and you get to walk away. Exactly. And they get to sit there and process that information and they get to do with it what they want. Exactly. But you've come out mm-hmm. and now you're not around that person. Exactly. And then th- your next interaction will have already broken that ice.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And you moved on and now, and, and also they kind of get the hint. Hopefully they pick up the hint. Or if they don't, they really are distracted by whatever you said. Like, right. how are the Jets doing? And they'll go in the whole thing about how the Jets are doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a football team. I, I know you were. Just I was <laughs> like, it's some
0: kind of sports team.
1: Yep. He's like, yep, yep. Anyway. Baseball players. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> of course, this suggestion isn't foolproof. It works very well in work and social settings, but the difference in family and close friends is the level of familiar- familiarity. Familiarity. I can't read English. Yeah. Family will ask questions that no one else would dream of asking. It is up to you to decide what you do and don't want to talk about and where you want to have the conversations. Our suggestion is to make time for these conversations, especially if you're returning home and don't get to talk to family often. The reality is you are probably the best person to help them understand who you are and what you need. If your intention is to retain a relatively stable relationship with your family, then it prob- that it is probably helpful to talk this out. However, if that is not the case, then refer their questions to online resources and drop the conversation. Our oh. recommended resource is Your Queer Story, an yes. LGBT podcast. You can find out more information <laughs> at yourqueerstory.com. You can even find it on Spotify.
1: That's right. Anywhere. Anywhere you get your local pod or anywhere you get your podcast. <laughs> but yeah, like, like, I mean, honestly, if you're, gay, it all goes down to how you're going to have a relationship with these people. If mm-hmm. you want to keep a close relationship with your parents, you got to have a conversation with them. But if your great aunt wants to ask you questions, you can be like, Google it. Okay. Okay, (laughs) Gertrude, Google it. Like, you know when to drop the conversation and when, but like you, some family has, you have to talk to them. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I know if you're an ally listening, educate yourself, but if you're a queer person listening, you're the best person to know what you need.
0: And also the way you interact with your family. I'm not saying you're responsible for the entire queer community, but the way you interact with your family <laughs> it's kind of gives them an idea of what to expect when encountering another person of our community. Yeah. So if you go in and, and you're screaming at your family and causing a huge scene, they're mm-hmm. going to be like, I don't want anything to do with that. Yeah, I want nothing to do with the LGBT community because that was a lot.
1: Yeah, and it's and it's not fair. And you can say, well, they shouldn't judge the whole community based on me, but they do. And you're we if all you, especially do that, if they're
0: right? their only, you know, source of information. If yeah. you're the only person that they truly know, then yeah. you know they're gonna take that. And I'm not saying that you have you should not confront your family or mm-hmm. somebody. You know, if yeah. if it's a, a really bad situation, but. Always keep in mind education over aggression. Yeah, and then work on it. And if they don't get it, and if they refuse to learn, then just move on.
1: Yeah, exactly. You always educate first, and then when education doesn't work, then you, then you might have to be more aggressive in the in saying like and laying down the boundaries and the laws, and mm-hmm. like this is what I'm going to live with and this is what I'm not. But it always is helpful to to try to educate first. And like we said,
0: give them a couple mistakes. They're yeah. going to make mistakes. They're going to make, and they don't exactly. even mean to. They don't, they 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 don't mean to. They don't. They necessarily. They might mean to, but. Hopefully they don't mean to.
1: No, yeah, it's good. I don't know how many times I was misgendered my first Christmas, and this was ten months after I came out. Like, actually, came out to the family. Actually, no, it was eleven months because I came out to my in-laws on January first, and then like uh, eleven months later, we had our first holiday season, and you know, and people were still struggling, but they were genuinely trying to do better, and that's what I took.
0: Especially if you've known someone for so long. Mm They're, they're gonna make mistakes, <laughs> yeah.
1: And I and we put in there have a place. So like, if you're going back home for the holidays and you know that this conversation needs to happen, then go ahead and have that set up and tell your parents. Say like, hey, I know you have questions. Can we talk about it on this day? You know, we're going to, let's go get breakfast or something. Mm -hmm. Like if you set that up, that also is going to stop you from having to answer these questions on the fly. You know, when you're sitting at a group, a table of people. And then come out of nowhere. Exactly.
0: You know, maybe you don't want to answer all the questions around all your cousins and everything, but maybe this is what needs to be a one-on-one or a one-on-two conversation.
1: Yeah. And right. hold your boundaries unlike the rare instances of the workplace or an occasional visit to a religious institution Your family and friends are more permanent and constant Any slight ignored today can mean years of battle of for recognition ahead This doesn't mean you have to cause a scene just gently correct your loved ones when they use the wrong pronoun or refer to your partner as your friend Smile and shut down any inappropriate questions and tell them to google it take space It is very important for them to realize that you are not less than, and therefore will not tolerate subpar treatment. Insulting gifts that ignore your gender or expression shouldn't be addressed. Abusive language should not be tolerated. And if anyone else is sitting on the couch holding hands with their partner, then there is no reason you shouldn't do the same. Perhaps standing up for yourself will cause a fight, but that is not on you. That is their hang up and their responsibility to find a way to treat you equally.
0: And yes, you should definitely have some personal time. Even if things are going great, if you're spending your holiday educating people, it's going to drain you. Have time away from family and friends. Meet other people somewhere. Take the dog for a walk. Go to a movie or find a small cafe or bar. Don't burn yourself out trying to fix everything and please everyone. Remember, this is a lifelong journey. Um, Mm -hmm. everything doesn't need to be solved in one Christmas Yep. some people will be be mad that you're out and they will remain that way until the next holiday season you cannot make everyone okay with your decision to be honest and live in truth and that's not why you came out you came out to live your life authentically not so your family could understand queer aspects and culture if your family is supportive that's great but that is all the more reason they should be seeking their own education stay
1: someplace safe This is not always affordable and realistic, we understand. But if there's a cheap motel or a good friend nearby, then you you want to be careful staying at your conservative family's home. We don't say this to be alarmist. We say this from years of experience. Your family may seem okay, and you can always cancel the hotel or friend's house if you arrive and things are okay. But many times, even after a person comes out, it takes the family being around them for the truth to sink in. This can turn a happy and festive atmosphere into a chaotic and tense one rather quickly. Often queer people are told they have a safe place to stay only to find themselves on the side of the road Christmas morning. Please do some research before you head home and at least find a good shelter nearby. And I, 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 I've I, just talked to so many kids that came out to their family and they're like, oh man, my parents took it really well. Everything's going to be good. And then they go home for their first holiday season and it does not go good. You never know. It could go great. It could go way better than you expected or it mm-hmm. could not. So just,
0: I just want kids to be safe. Be prepared. To be have a prepared. backup plan. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Have your phone charged and ready. Text your friends. Stay in contact with your support group. You don't have to be in an uncomfortable situation alone. And if you feel like you're going to be in danger, like we said, make sure you have, you know, resources pre-saved or at least know what you need to look up to get that number or shelter, you know. Mm -hmm. Just always be ready. And your phone gives you so many of those opportunities. Yeah.
1: And your last two suggestions are don't numb it out and congratulate yourself. So again, going back to the whole thing, I know you're tempted to go drink it all away or get high and not saying that you shouldn't enjoy yourself and unwind. But numbing yourself to this experience is only going to make it harder for you and your family to heal.
0: Right, because then the next time it's supposed to happen, you Mm -hmm. haven't dealt with anything. Exactly. At all.
1: Nope, you haven't. You haven't processed anything. Nothing's been done. So don't numb it out. Try to be as present as possible. And also remember, you came out this year.
0: Congratulations to you. That's so exciting. Exactly. You have no idea what you're in for.
1: Exactly. You know, five years from now, you're going to look on this, back on this holiday season and think, wow, I was so nervous and I didn't know and look at how far we are. You're going to be sitting around with your family, your mm-hmm. friends, your chosen family and you're going to be celebrating your ass off, your friends <laughs> and it's going to be so much better. It's like I said, it gets better so regardless of how this holiday season comes you did an amazing thing this year and you should be proud of yourself absolutely 2020 is gonna be better even mm-hmm. if donald trump wins re-election no, he's not gonna win though <laughs> he can't not- win okay we're not gonna talk about that but i will say 2020 <laughs> will be better and it gets better and as always, we are here for
0: you. Yes, if you need help, if you've gone home for Christmas or whatever holiday and things are going insane and you just need someone to vent to, feel free to message us. Yep. One of us will respond. Um, yep. And we are always here to talk. We might take a day to respond depending on how busy <laughs> we are, but we will respond. Yeah. You can reach us from uh, G- our Gmail, which is yourqueerstory@gmail.com. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We respond on all platforms. Yep. Uh, so yeah
1: and we do st- respond pretty timely and we don't take time off in the holidays for that so like I said especially if you need to reach out and talk and vent we also have a few, if you are on Facebook um, the Your Queer Story support group mm-hmm. which you can ask to join it's not very active but it, we have had people come on there and mm-hmm. You know just having a community Um, someone just died upstairs if you're welcome (laughs) but um, we're there for you other people are there for you and you're going to make it through and you're going to be so happy that you took this step to come out to bring your partner home to wear your clothes to insist to be seen for who you are and we're excited for you Mm -hmm. so enjoy your holiday Stay queer. Don't get a lobotomy.
0: We love you, our little allied hookers.
1: And a little succulent Sapphis.
0: Proud Homocrats.
1: And have yourself a sodomy circus. Goodbye. Bye.